welcome to the Emergence Discipleship Podcast, created to equip ourselves with insight, background, and context into the themes and topics we study each week, first as we gather together to worship Jesus, and then as we go and make disciples. Let's dive into this week's discussion. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to week three of our spring 2023 season. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the super boring episode last week where it was just me talking into a microphone in my basement. This week, um, I think we've got a little bit more for you, as I am joined by none other than our very own Tyler Shinicki. Hello, Doug. Hello, Tyler. How are you? I'm good. That image of you in your basement, I just, I love it. <laughs> That's right. You should just think about that all the time. Mm, maybe I won't. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I got new lounge pants that I like, so I like working from home, like, you know, yeah. like my around the house pants. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're... Um, yeah, kind of like nylon-ish, like, like, I think they're supposed to be like jogging pants, but I don't really do, but they're just very, very comfortable. And I got a color last week. I ordered one. I really liked it. So I got another one and it's the color of like scrubs, like, mm. uh, like super light blue, mm-hmm. which actually reminds me. So Tyler goes to jujitsu with Alex. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. And um, Tyler's like, from what I understand, is like the master jujitsu guy at the MMA place where they go, you're not going to say this. But that's what I understand about you from Alex's reported. That's funny. Alex kicks my butt every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's I'm not I'm far the case. from the top uh, dog. <laughs> and, but also that you have a very, like... Um, comfortable in your masculinity colored gi it's sky blue sky it's like blue. baby blue i gi, love yeah. the thought of that oh it's awesome you it's wrapping like guys up in pret as pre- like pretzels and you're just yeah. they're all they're like you know black like geese with dragon tattoos and stuff <laughs> yeah. it's my no, favorite yeah. thing to think about oh it's great it's you know, the one time that it was, it was a real eye opener is when I walked in. There was a girl in the gym wearing the same gi. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, right. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, Alex is fond of telling our community group that that uh, <laughs> that story. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, so I've got new pants. Basically, that's You're, my way. Here's of an saying alternative this. icebreaker for you. Okay. How often do you wash your home around the around the house pants? How? Oh man, yeah. I um, I totally just go on the smell test, which my yeah, wife right. grosses my wife out. But basically, you know. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm I'm checking. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just that's and then there it's a rotation, you know. So, um, all right. Um, well, uh, this week, um, for as far as announcements are concerned, there's uh, I don't think we're dropping anything new in on you. Um, the Ringwood service day did happen. I thought it was going to be rained out, but, uh, apparently, so thanks to everybody who showed up for that. Some of it happened, I believe. Yeah. Some of it happened cause it was raining. Yeah. So did the, I don't think the tires in the woods got addressed. Did the they? tires did not, unfortunately. Right. So you could still, you could still remove tires from the woods in Ringwood if you want. They're still there. Yeah. It might, you might be trespassing On another day. You might be trespassing. <laughs> but, so we don't yeah. tell them that we sent you. <laughs> Um, okay. So yeah, so all the announcements pretty much, you know, you got the, the, um, um, the, the, the women's conference. Are, yeah. I was looking for, what are we calling it? I flourish. 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 That's, That's it. right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Flourish is going on. Make sure you register for that family dedication this Sunday, mm. May 7th. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, um, our next baptism service on June 25th. And it's pretty much the same status as last week. Sign up, sign up. 
and more info to come. I just want to say we have uh, some students in the high school ministry who are like, I want to get baptized. You nice. Know, it happens every couple, you know, twice and twice or so a year. We get a couple of students who say it and it's just always so exciting. Yeah. You know, God's moving and and we get to see that in baptism services. Yeah, I love it. I love it when, when kids are, are go, well, kids, young students. young students. Yes. Yes. Students. Yeah. One of my daughters is, uh, is talking to me about it right now. Wow. So yeah, I, I, I was baptized in middle school. I remember. And I lost my contact in the baptismal. I remember, yeah, <laughs> wow. that's my probably my biggest memory of it. Um, okay, um, <laughs> the uh, um, the the icebreaker for this week: To whom do you go when you need advice? You were mentioning earlier to me. Was I? Yeah, yeah. You said who who came to mind? Wow. Oh yeah, my wife. <laughs> yeah, usually my wife. I, that's funny. Uh, I I spend a lot of time. Uh, I feel like my wife is obviously the first person I talk to. Mm-hmm. But after that, it's kind of like a there's a lot, a lot of people that I'll go to. Yeah, you know, I've got my go tos that I call up and I try to get a couple different opinions on. Yep, it depends yeah. on who it is. You know. Yeah, I have yeah. a lot of. Oh, not who it is. It depends on what it is, mm. right? Who what it is determines who it is that I'll call for advice. Yeah. Do you so. have a Do you have like a primary person you? Um, I bounce a lot of stuff off of Ryan and Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, um, also, you know, Phil, mm-hmm. I'll talk to a lot yeah. here and, uh, Dave Gustafson down at the chapel. Oh, I'll, awesome. I'll, I'll talk to a lot about, about stuff. Um, but yeah, it kind of like depends on, mm-hmm. on what kind of things, if it's like my car's broken and I don't know how to fix it. Well, that's my brother, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, first Corinthians, uh, we are in first Corinthians chapter two, verses six through 16. So we are going to start off our first section today, reading, uh, the first verse of that. So first Corinthians two, six, I'll go ahead and read that one. Um, uh, and I'm in second Corinthians. I, I like, look at that. I was like, for, to such a one, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. make sense. Wait a okay. Second. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. Okay. So that's kind of, that's, a, that's kind of like the main uh, idea sets the agenda for like the rest of this text, right? That there is a, um, first of all, I think he's talking about like spiritually mature people here. Okay. Like he does talk a lot in this context. Like if you look in the, at the beginning of chapter three about like, um, I can't address you as, as, uh, really spiritual people, but rather I have to address you as infants Mm -hmm. in Christ, that infant slash maturity thing. And, um, and so, um, there's a kind of wisdom that God gives. So I like thinking of this passage as like Proverbs Mm 2.0 Proverbs, but through like the concept of wisdom as how to navigate God's world wisely, but now to do it not only in light of like Proverbs stuff, but in light of the gospel, how to do it in light of, in light of Jesus. That's right. kind of how I think about this. Right. And that that wisdom comes to us through the spirit. Mm. All right. So, all right. So what is the wisdom of this age and why is it, when is it wrong to pursue it and why? Whew. Yes. Yeah. That's a tough question. I mm. feel like there's a lot of wisdom of this age. Yeah. It's a lot of different stuff, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Normally though, I think we can be, we can probably sum it, most of it up by saying it, it pertains to things that are not lasting. Mm-hmm. I would imagine is how, you know, the, the easy answer that doesn't get it very specific. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that pertains to things that aren't really permanent and endure um, for the Lord. Um, yeah. So like, I think that um, 
obviously a lot of a lot of people these days will cling I, I mean I guess they always have will cling to politics you know how do we fix society who's the right guy to get in and the or gal and that person never seems to really make it into office and when mm. they do they uh, <laughs> uh you know stuff doesn't really the human heart doesn't really change so I think politics is a very um, easy um, you know typical answer to this mm. um you could think of it as, um, you know, like kind of like whatever you're into is like the wisdom of this age. And, um, uh, you know, so um, getting ahead in the route race, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of that, um, yeah. a lot of stuff like how you um, you cultivate your image in front of other people. Um, <laughs> but there's also like a lot of good stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't necessarily mean like it's stuff that's like self-destructive or anything. Right. Yeah. What I love about this, the way this is worded is it's not saying that it's not wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. It is still wisdom and it's still good for you. Yes. Right. It, it, but it's just maybe less important. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, like uh wisdom, wisdom in jujitsu, maybe <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking Here's about when that. to do an arm bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. that's good for that, but it's not, it's not anything that's going to matter for eternity. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not. Uh, right. Um, and so like, it's wrong to pursue it. I would say when we're, whenever we're, we're allowing those things to become idols mm-hmm. for us to say, this mm-hmm. takes the place of God. Here's something that I should be getting from the Lord. And instead I get it from this, whether it's a self a sense of self-worth um, or, you know, um, whether it's a sense of security, all kinds of, all things like that, you know, it's, it's wrong to pursue it. And it's wrong to pursue it if we pursue it to to the exclusion of the Lord and we're not trying to integrate it into our faith, I think. Right. We're using wisdom to sin, right? Mm-hmm. Using it to get us well, closer yeah, to yeah, sin. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that you can sin in wise ways, but that is probably not. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at covering up my sin. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, very, I'm very wise about that. Yeah, right. That's a thumbs down on that Yeah, one. that's a thumbs down. So, yeah, I think, I think it's important to have a healthy view of wisdom of this age. Like, lots of things can be redeemed. Mm. But, um, yeah. Um, so... Um, okay. So, uh, Paul indicates that only the mature can appreciate godly wisdom. What are some marks of a spiritually mature person? Yeah. Oh, what a cool question too. Right. Uh, I was just thinking about this as you were reading it. Like Paul isn't, Paul comes saying I came only preaching Christ, like nothing else, mm-hmm. but that, that doesn't mean wisdom is bad, right? We still impart wisdom, but, right. but it, you know, lest we make it the main thing. Uh, like Ryan says, the main things and the plain things like we don't want to do that. So you have to get get to a certain level yeah. before, you know, not that there are levels explicitly. Right. Mm-hmm. But you have to be a certain uh, yeah, maturity, like a certain level of discerning, being right. able to being able to to, to, to discern things. Mm-hmm. The foundation um, is solid and, and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. 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 I think I think um, I think of kind of like spiritual maturity as like um as, as being able to be to the point where if Jesus, if I understand that Jesus requires this of me, I'm going to do it. Hmm. And like that, like the, to the extent that we are, we are there, like, that's what I'm going to consider spiritually mature. Like the, my Lord commands this of me. And right. so, uh, you know, I will do this and I'm doing it out of love for him. Hmm. Right. Like if I think like, if I'm just doing it because it's what's socially acceptable in my church group, or if I'm just doing it because I have some kind of like self self righteous attitude, so doing what Christ expects of me, doing it for the right reasons, um, being able to have a mature way of thinking about 
why I do the things I do and why I don't do them. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I'm not I, my my faith is rooted in my acceptance before God on the basis of Christ's sacrifice, not on the base of me basis of me doing the right things. Mm-hmm. Yet I will let I will do the right things because of because mm-hmm. I've been crucified with Christ and it is right. no longer him who lives but I who live but Christ lives in me. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I know for a long time in my life in my less mature days, I probably would have equated maturity with what I knew. Yes. Which is an yeah. easy trap, yeah. you know, right? You look at someone who knows a lot about mm-hmm. the Bible and you assume that they're mature and most people are who know a lot about the Bible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh that that intellect doesn't really it, I I don't believe we're getting brownie points in heaven for like wow you really you figured that one out like you know? there's a test yeah to right. see, yeah, yeah yeah in fact I would say that like an intellectually mature Christian is pretty humble in mm. their beliefs yeah like they understand the difference between here are the things that we could be certain about and here are the things that we are not and I'm clear about mm-hmm. you know um, what level different beliefs are on and I, I'm I'm willing. I'm willing to, to, to look at that, um, you know, through the lens of relative degrees of certainty. Yeah. I, I can remember this distinct experience where there was like some silly second-handed issue that I was certain about. I was mm-hmm. totally certain. Yeah. And then like two years later, I was certain, but I had a different idea. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I was like, well, oh, yeah. one of me was wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and, if, and if I found myself headed to heaven at that point in time, I don't think Christ would have cared that I was wrong at that about that thing at that time. And it, and it kind of takes time. It, it takes like enough instances of that happening mm-hmm. to really make that your default way of thinking about, mm. you know, secondhanded issues or whatever. And yeah, like I think this passage in particular really spoke to me there where it's, you know what? The thing I know for sure, Christ crucified. Yeah. That is the most important thing. That one I, I'm staying certain about. Yeah. And and most other things or a lot of other things. Yeah. The the final thing I'll say about church, about um Christian maturity is that I think a, a, a mature Christian also cares a lot about um, unity in the body of mm, Christ mm-hmm. and sees that there are that 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 is a that if what I'm doing what what I do always has to be weighed against what does this do to the church what mm. does this do to the global witness what does this do to local witness what does this do to fellowship among 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 believers the thread i'm seeing between everything you're saying is is uh humility right it's an ability to put yourself second right yeah. it's a lack of pride yep. or yeah an increase in humility i would say the one other that i might add mm-hmm. um i get this sense, when i think of a mature person i th- i get the sense of stability you know mm-hmm. uh i can think of a time in my life where i was like not that I was unstable, <laughs> mm-hmm. but whatever stable meant, right? I had a, hot, a lot of highs and lows emotionally. And as I, I feel like I can chart more stability in that realm mm-hmm. with my Christian maturity. As yeah. A, not that I'm the most mature person in the world, right? Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah, but I mean, like, I, I would not, if I, like, didn't see you for, like, six months or something, mm-hmm. the, I, I, it would never cross my mind to be like, well, I hope Tyler's still walking with the Lord then. Right. You know, like I, I know that you love Christ and I know that that that's going to be there, you know? And so just like trusting that being trustworthy, that's not to say that like some people can't surprise us with, you know, they're flip flopping or something like that. But, um, but in general, like, you know, there, there's not a big question mark yeah. over them. Yeah. yeah. So um, in what areas do you possess maturity and where do you need to grow, Tyler? (laughs) (laughs) I I will be the first to say it. I uh, sometimes Mm -hmm. I have problems with authority. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
it, but it's it's weird. You know, you know what kills me? I'm in school getting yeah. a master's degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, professors. <laughs> I, I love what they're trying to do. And sometimes I'm just like, you know, do you have this attitude of trying to tell me what to do? Because then I'm going to do the exact opposite. Like, you know hey, what I mean? Man. Yeah, I'm just I, uh, a little bit of a little bit of punk rock going on. Yeah. Just a bit. I hear you. I hear you. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I guess I, uh, I, you know, I have difficulty with that, too, I think. Um, I have difficulty with, I mean, I, I think I curved this well, but like, it definitely is still like a very visible thing, at least to me that I feel like I have, I sometimes will have arrogance towards, uh, um, towards, uh, people who like get things wrong about mm. things they shouldn't be wrong about. Oh, sure, um, sure. and it's not that like. And so, like, I have to, like, consciously, like, curb that and mm. be like, all right, I don't want, um, number one, like, I could be wrong about something. Like, maybe they see something very clearly that I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, two, like, so, like, you know, how do I respond when I think someone is, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff will sometimes slip out of my mouth. Like, like this morning, right? Like, we, uh, someone came in here and was like, hey, I heard this on a podcast today. <laughs> and I was like... Oh, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Like, let me, let me check that. And I check it and I find like a counter example. Uh-huh. And then they say what they were listening to. And I said, well, that figures, yeah. <laughs> right? Like I shouldn't have said that. That's, that's like, you know, uh, an area that I lack maturity and mm. I just need to need to shut up sometimes. Yeah. I was talking to someone else on staff uh, a couple weeks ago and this was, you know, we were and joking were like, around. yeah, Doug's a real jerk. Yes. Yeah, such a jerk. Yeah. No, not at all. Never. Um, yeah. but, uh, we were talking about sanctification mm-hmm. and this, I think sanctification is adjacent to maturity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I remember saying, you know what? A large portion of my sanctification comes from just before I say something, just mm. stopping and yeah. not saying it. It's like that thing that I want to blurt out. Just don't. Right. My, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite proverbs and I never, I never remember references. So look it up, but it's even a fool seems wise when he keeps his mouth yeah, shut. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I have grown a lot simply by keeping my mouth shut, yeah, you know, and like true. the, uh, the next section will be, you know, seeing less of those stupid thoughts coming up. But yeah, I think that was a, an area I'm still growing in. Right? Yeah. You know, we were both talking before we, we've got some maybe attention challenges and yeah. uh, I know it's huge for me. And sometimes I just got to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. And it, it's unloving to not. Sorry. I wasn't listening. What was that? Yeah. You know, <laughs> okay. you can hear it on the podcast. <laughs> so, all right. So let's go ahead and, uh, uh, Tyler, would you be so kind as to read, uh, first Corinthians chapter two verses seven through nine? I would love to, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. Very nice. Um, All right. So the question here is, what is the secret or his hidden wisdom of God that is now revealed? Mm. Yes. So um, there's definitely a bunch of things that uh, can be pointed out to the, to this. Um, uh, so one thing I think that's very important to note is that, um, well, the actual wording that Paul uses here, one of the words that he uses that's translated secret 
is the word for mystery, mm. which is something that Paul uses a lot in his um, letters. I mean, it, it comes up, it comes, it comes up like across, he, he, he mentions it a bunch of times. And the interesting thing about <clears throat> when Paul talks about things that are a quote unquote mystery is that pretty much every time he does, it's something that's no longer a mystery. Mm. It's a mystery revealed. So it's a mystery yeah. revealed. So whether it's like, um, uh, like that the Gentiles are, are fellow heirs, you know, co co heirs of Christ with us. Um, uh, or, you know, whether or not like it's, it's, it's the gospel, whether or not it's, it's the uh, marriage, right? This mystery is profound. And I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church, you know, um, like there might still be stuff that's like, it might mean like you can also mine this field a lot more mm. and get a lot more treasures out of it. But there's something about it that is now revealed. Mm. So when he talks about having like um, secret and hidden wisdom, it's it's it, it is now revealed. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. and so now what is what is this? So there's a youth group answer that I'm thinking of. What's the youth group answer? <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, nice, <laughs> nice, the easy one. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, what's got a bushy tail and collects nuts and hibernates in the winter? Uh, I know the answer is Jesus, but it sure sounds a lot like a squirrel. Um, (laughs) Great. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think um, I think the idea here is um, Christ and Christ crucified. And I think I mentioned this. I may have mentioned in the last two podcasts even. But you got to keep in mind that like contextually here, right, like it's it's Christ in his humility and what follows from that for his followers. Mm. So I, I I think I said that like if you were just going by this section of First Corinthians, you'd be like, Paul, do you believe in the resurrection? Mm. Right? Because he's all like Christ crucified, the cross, mm. right? Like and and so it's like he's very focused in on the humiliation of Jesus because of the issue that for the Corinthians, status is so darn important. Right. You know, and um, this person is more awesome than this person because of, because of this, uh, you know, and so here, right? Like this mystery, if they hadn't, if, if the rulers of the world had seen it, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. Mm. So it's kind of like that. You could say the Lord of glory crucified. So that, you know, the, the pinnacle of God, the glory of God seen through the eyes of this world looks pitiful. Mm. It looks you know, um, it, it's, it's, it's on a cross, right? He, he's on a cross, right. you know? And, and so I think like, that's, it's kind of like the upside downness of the, of the kingdom, right? Almost like kind of uh, beatitudes ish, right? The meek will inherit the earth. Mm. The poor in spirit will inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love how you said the Lord of glory crucified mm. because it's just so easy to see Christ crucified and, and, just culturally assume it's his last name. It's yeah. like Becker crucified, <laughs> but it's not. It's the anointed it's one, the right? King, the yeah. Messiah crucified, the King right? crucified, yeah. And, and so you know, yes, with it, with a, ironically with a crown of thorns on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's where a big part of yeah, if you look outside in, right? Like you're sending a savior, you're sending a king, and that guy dies. You know, that role being crucified that mm. doesn't make any sense. That is totally foolish. Yeah. You know, I think in that that sense. So anyway, I just really love how you yeah, phrased it. You find in some of like the early early Christian expressions of Jesus reigning from the cross. Mm. You know, and now it's a, it's important that like you know obviously 
spoiler alert, he rises and mm-hmm. he rises victorious. And he, as, as like Batesel's Easter message this week, this uh, year, um, he crushes Satan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he defeats the power. He is victorious. But like, there's like essential to the gospel message is that that doesn't happen without suffering and right. without humiliation. And it's through that, that he actually accomplishes that. So that's, yeah, that's kind of like the, the cruciform, uh, glory of God. Mm-hmm. That is the mystery. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, um, yeah. And what, okay. So that was the question. Yes. All right. <laughs> In the sermon, Steve made the point that God's plan for this revealed wisdom has been set, had been set in motion since the beginning of time. So, you know, he talked about the Isaiah 64 mm-hmm. passage and everything. Um, and referenced first Peter 10, uh, one, 10 through 12, which is like, uh, you know, the prophets long ago, long to see into this, um, uh, and how should the idea now of God's sovereignty impact your life? So that this yeah. is all happening according to the, it was God's will that it happened this way. I feel like you can't think about this too long before the idea of, uh, you know, the, the way the fall happened being part of God's sovereignty mm-hmm. and inside of God's sovereignty, you're going to have to run into it. And that yeah. may be a good discussion to have with your group. Yeah. And I feel like the only, you know, you got, that's one that you just have to spend a lot of time with. Yeah. You know, you can't microwave that thought that somehow we're responsible for our sin, but also God's, you know, God's I like sovereignty. That. You can't microwave that thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is Don't a, stick your head in a microwave. Yeah. This yeah. is a... Uh, yeah, yeah, this is like set a timer for it and uh, mm-hmm. or maybe don't. Yeah. It's ready when it's ready. It's ready when the uh, toothpick's coming out clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Like we're responsible for our sin. But if God's got the power to stop it and knows it's going to happen, mm-hmm. he he shares in some responsibility. I, you know, if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, cut me out of the this part. Of the well, podcast, I mean, I, <laughs> I would say that he, he does not share in guilt for it. Right. But yeah. But he, but you know, he's got some sense in allowing because mm-hmm. he could have, yeah, right. And that's an idea that we Christians probably have been yeah. wrestling with forever. And so, in a sense, like the fall and then redemption, mm-hmm. uh, fall, sin, redemption is part of how God is bringing about mm-hmm. the new heavens and the new earth. How He's bringing about um, the summation of all things in Christ. Right. That it's almost we can think of it as like it's inevitable that um that morally free agents would turn away from him mm. and so if those morally free agents are going to be um you know his children there needs to be a fall and there needs to be redemption right yeah and i think you know said and said a way that i've not microwaved and come mm-hmm. to feel nice. like god god somehow values mm-hmm. the redemption of a broken situation yes. more than a a uh robots right yeah. mm-hmm. um and that's great to say it like that but when sin happens in your life yeah and you have to apply that personally that yeah. can mess with you right yeah. somehow god is valuing the redemption of this more than he's valuing the fact that he could have just maybe not sin mm-hmm. um and uh i don't know that's something yeah that I've, I've enjoyed lots of thoughts over yeah 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 it it, it clearly brings him glory to be the one who redeems mm. humanity and um yeah, and but all, I think, and I think a big key of this is that we need to uphold human responsibility. Yeah, and absolutely. It, yeah, for sure. Um, and so, like the the way in which, like, there there is a sense in which God governs all of all of history. I'm reading Second uh, Chronicles right now, 
um, and, um, you know, doing the episodes for it and journey through scripture. And there's a bunch of like bad stuff that happens. And then it says like this, this, this was the, the, like the plan of God for this to happen. Mm. This happened because God had, had, um, it was the will of God to do this. So like, for example, when, um, when Rehoboam has the opportunity to lighten the burden on on the, the on the people of Israel and not collect as many taxes mm. and things like that as Solomon did, and he's like, nope, uh, m- you know, my little finger is as or what is it? Yeah, my my finger is as big as my father's thigh. Right. You know, um, and everyone's like, all right, we're out, and the ten northern tribes leave. It's like this happened because it was the will of God to tear these mm. these tribes away from Rehoboam and give them to to Jeroboam, give them to his rival. Yeah. And if you think about stuff like that, and even if you think about stuff like with Joseph, you think about stuff with the cross, the way that Peter's talking about it in, in the book of Acts, you know, these things happened according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. Mm. And you see that, like, God uses even the dark moments of human history in order to accomplish his purposes. And his purposes are, there's a ton of them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like it's just one thing that God is doing with a given thing that happens. And so, and I think we can see this a lot of times when we look back on our lives in hindsight. And we see how the dark places Mm -hmm. lead us to where we need to be, sometimes more so than the good than the than the good places. I would almost things. assert pretty much all the time. Yeah. Right. I, um, yeah. It, it. I liken it. You know. Sometimes to uh, training. Right. You know. Exercise. You have to tear some muscle fibers to to make them bigger. Or ah. trees. Same way. If a tree never experiences wind, it never creaks around. It's super brittle. Yep. Super weak. It needs to to crack and creak and flow around to, to actually those, grow stronger. That's those are good. Yeah. That's good. And I think those um, are are signs that point to this reality. Um, you know, I think it's it's woven into nature a little bit, and I think that's because it's, yeah, you'll run into it, right? You, mm. Eventually, the more that you spend, the more time you spend in the Bible, yeah, you'll find stuff where you're like, wait, God did what and why and how, yeah. and uh, and yeah, you're gonna yeah. run into it. And for and and there's always many things that God is doing with any given mm. any given thing that happens. You know, yeah, we sometimes get to know a little bit of it. Yeah, <laughs> but I think those are beautiful ways to put it. You know, the tree, mm. uh, exercise, the human body, mm. yeah. I was thinking like the human body is such like we never make a machine like we don't make if like this computer is like the pinnacle of like technology or like, you know, it's mm-hmm. up there, you know. But if I like 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 am rough with it, it's going to get worse. Yeah. You know, it'll degrade mm-hmm. and stuff will break. And it's not whereas like the human body is something that God has created. And if we're rough with it, it will tend to get stronger. Mm-hmm. And if we're not, it will grow weak. Yeah, that's you know? so cool. <laughs> yeah. Total anecdote, a cheetah can go zero to 60 in like less than three seconds. Mm. You know, like very few cars could do that until in yeah. re- recent years. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like m- organic, like God designed muscle yeah. outperforms, te- you know, technology for a long time. And, and then it's... those che- the cheetahs come around and make Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> And we eat them yes. and we can't go fast because we eat too many Cheetos. And our, our little finger is thicker than our father's thighs. That's right. right. Yeah. And, co- and covered with cheddar cheese powder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Um, what do you think of when you reflect on what God has prepared for you? Mm. Why is it important for believers to do this? I, there's this author. really love him. Uh, Dan Allender. Mm. Um, and I got to be careful. Like, he's one of the ones I have to be a little bit careful with because... Because he's... 
he, 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 he can come <laughs> off as a little wacky sometimes. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but one of the things I have to come be careful of, like, he is not an author of the Bible. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I, I tend to really appreciate and agree with this stuff. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like, you know, I appreciate his perspective. And mm. it's made me grow, yeah. and even if it's not right. Yeah. Um, one of the things I think he's right about, he's got this whole, uh, there's a book he wrote actually in the early 2000s called okay. To Be Told. Okay. And he, his whole, you know, starting off on this book is just this idea that God is a good author mm-hmm. and he invites you to co-author your life with him, right? Mm-hmm. It's going, your life is, is going somewhere. God's got a, a plan for it, a story, but we're invited to partnership. And, you know, the more that you're aware of what God's setting up in your life, in your narrative, mm-hmm. the more that you get to kind of set some direction too. He's got this beautiful line where he says, you know, a good Um, just because someone lives a good life doesn't mean they lived a good story or had a good end, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there can be a beauty to the narrative that someone lives when they become aware of what is God doing in my life thematically, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Deeper. And so that's just something that that I've been thinking about in my life personally, right? What has God set me up personally and explicitly and uniquely for Mm -hmm. um, because of my narrative and what he did in my life before I had a choice about it all? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there is an idea of, like, God doing something beautiful with our Mm. lives. Mm. Yeah. I think also, like, you know, I mean, it's not without reason that Paul cites this passage, right? Like, no eye has Mm. seen nor ear have heard nor the heart of man imagined. So, like, without the Spirit imparting the wisdom Mm. among the mature, like, you don't see the path of Christ as something that's attractive, as something that's good. But, yeah, um, and so, like— the what I and I know when I think of this, like what God, like your your heart can't even imagine what God has prepared for you mm. who are, who are in Christ, and so like often I think of like like um, promises that are like too wonderful for me to for me to think of, like like the idea that um, I I am a co heir of God which is what Paul says in Romans 8, that, like, God is my inheritance. Like, what does that even mean? Right. Like, like I can't even fathom this being. And and yet, like, there's a sense in which, like, I, I, I am his and he is mine. Mm. And you will behold his face forever. Like, what does it mean to have your desires completely satisfied as by the one who 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 made your desires in the first place mm. you know like i get satisfied with a meal or with a cigar or with you know so stuff that's like so silly mm-hmm. you know um or or even with you know something more wholesome you know like enjoying my child or something but the 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 very capacity to enjoy things is given to me by god and now god is like i'm going to fill you mm rather than these things. Like, I can't even think of that. I can't even imagine what that's going to be like. Like, And it's almost like shallow for me to be specific about it because I don't know. Mm. Um, uh, And so, like, I think it's that. I think it's the idea of, um, you know, I just look around at my office and I think of the things that give me joy. I've got, like, a picture of my daughter's first day of kindergarten there, you know, and, like, um, and, and that is going to be nothing compared to, uh, and I can't imagine that. I can't imagine something that's so great mm. that 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 something that brings me that much joy is looking at that picture. Um, uh, it can't even compare. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I 
I'm realizing I took it in a totally different direction. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, uh, because I, I do think, you know, Paul's really looking forward yeah. here, you know, about, yeah. about the reward, the heavenly reward. And I, I was th- thinking a little bit about, like, what has God prepared for us in this life, right? Yeah. And I was even... Well, there's there, there's yeah. that. That's part of it. There, sure. It's foretastes, yeah. you know? I, I've been foretastes big... Foretastes of glory. Yeah, I've been big on this in the youth gr- group lately where, like... Heaven is only heaven because Christ is there. Mm-hmm. If you had everything else, streets of gold, whatever yeah. imagery you want to, you know, attach to, and it's it's perfect, but Christ isn't there, it's not heaven. Yeah, it's just not. But we get Christ now. Yeah, you know, in other words, heaven in a smaller way, or but but the most important way yep. starts when you become a Christian. Yeah, and so those those two things kind and I, of and I like intermingle. I like that like. You know, some of these images really are suggestive of that too. Mm. Like, like the streets of gold. Yeah, that's super impressive. You know, but if you think about it, like, what does it mean that it's a street of gold? Yeah. You know, because because <laughs> what is a street, especially what is a street back in like a Roman city? Right. It's what you walk on. Yeah. You don't give thought to like what it's made of. Right. You 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 you're the the dirtiest, most despicable part of your body is just like. You know, it's how I get from point A to point B and my feet walk on it. Mm -hmm. I'll spit on it. People are throwing garbage on it. You know, there's sewage flowing right Mm -hmm. now. I'm not saying like that stuff's (laughs) going to be there, but like that's what a street is. Yeah. And that's like the most precious metal that a person can think of. Even even the dirty streets are made of gold. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so... um, all right, um, let's read that next section now, um, verses 10 through 16. You want this one? I'll take it. You were the man. These things that God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person, which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we re- have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. All right. Excellent. Um, based on these verses, how does the Holy Spirit help the believer? You know what? I just want to say yes. it's passages like these where I feel like, you know, Peter's like, what is Paul talking about? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> he's like, you know, like he's got a clear flow yeah. of thought and it can be hard to follow. Yeah. 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 Right. In his letters are some things that are hard to understand. And hopefully we're not the ignorant and unstable twisting them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think um, clearly there is like a revelatory aspect of what the spirit mm. is doing here. So it's kind of interesting because um, it's like I think of this passage as like a reverse Romans eight, hmm. because like in Romans eight, like one of the things it talks about is like prayer, right? That we don't know what to pray for. And so the spirit is going to help us with our intercession. And he's interceding for us with wor- groanings too deep for words, so stuff that we can't even put into words. And he who knows, who searches heart, knows what is the mind of the spirit. So the uh, the way I think of that is like the Father 
perfectly knows what the spirit is praying for us. Mm. So the father has perfect access, access to the spirit's quote unquote mind. Whereas here it's like the spirit has perfect access to the father's mind. Sure. Yeah. Right. And, and um, of course their will is perfectly aligned. Right. And, and so the one who actually has access to the things of God is giving them to us freely. Right. And these are the things, these are the, you know, the, the insights, the, the way of seeing things, mm. um, the opening the eyes of our hearts as, as Paul might put elsewhere. Right. So it's like a revelatory thing that the spirit is giving to us. It almost feels, you know, like I want to say revel- revelatory plus, right. Where it's mm-hmm. like, now it's not even that you have extra that the, the spirit, worldly person has you don't even have the spirit of the world anymore mm. you're in a totally different camp mm. um is, is a sense that i'm seeing here it's like it places you into a new category um mm. yep if that yeah. may, i mean i could be wrong yeah that's how i'm no no I'm no s- smelling it <laughs> <laughs> yeah in, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spirit spiritual yeah um and um yeah so so i think it's it's forming our minds as a person like the, the marks of maturity that we talked about earlier like those are there and this is the reason why like again the mature person is humble in their maturity because they understand that any measure of maturity that they have is not something that they've earned through their own discipline mm. or from sticking to a bible plan or from listening to some unnamed podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you receive these things, these things that like really shift your, mm. your perspective and your, your mind are, uh, that's the work of the spirit. And yeah. I take, we could take no credit for that yeah. because there's people who have read just as many books as you have. And, you know, you know, the, the difference between you and somebody who doesn't see is is that the spirit has opened your eyes yeah and and for some folks it can be frustrating to say it's not up to me mm-hmm. you know yeah and, and the more mature you get i think the more you're in submission of saying it's i'm in god's time you know yeah. and and what he would have for my life let's go yeah. yeah yeah um what do these verses teach us about the natural person the natural person that's right the natural person and he likes to camp a lot <laughs> yeah he likes he drive, probably drives a subaru yeah something um, like that <laughs> love that's what makes a subaru that's right i can't finish that otherwise we have to you know what's the word monetize this <laughs> that's oh that's true that's a commercial yeah. all right nobody tells subaru yeah <laughs> uh but free but, advertising what yeah. can we say yeah so, such is life um well maybe not if the natural person is <laughs> the one. so yeah. okay so yeah so the natural person what what does it teach us so there's there's an inability to understand yeah you know it, which which i i wrestle with right because mm. I think there's a lot of people who would fall under the category of a natural person who could probably get a theology exam. Correct. Mm, Like I, like we under, I understand what Christians believe and things like that. So it's, there's a sense in which there's understanding and then there's understanding. Right. Under. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, I'm almost, I'm almost tempted to think like it's your assessment of, of the well seeing it as true and your assessment of of you know the gospel and the things of god as something that is beautiful and to be desired above all things like um the um the person who understands that that treasure 
that there is a treasure buried in that field and it's worth me selling all I have so I can buy that field and start digging to find it. It's like James says, you know, even the demons believe. Yeah. You know, belief or intellectual assent. Yeah. Can only get you so far. Yeah. You know, but but who has the faith to act on that belief? Yeah. You know, that's real understanding. It's because it's it's because the the app, the the opposite of of that understanding here is it's folly to them. Mm -hmm. It seems foolish. I might understand what it is, but it doesn't seem Mm -hmm. I kind of think of like. That's that's why like so I t- talked about my baptism right in in middle school before right but I did not take my baptism very seriously at all that's why I made a kind of like a passing quip like all I remember is losing my contact <laughs> sure. right because like after that like I don't know if I knew the Lord at all like I don't know I could not say anything about my spiritual state mm. because like and and I. I believe the God. I I would I would I I was into like some apologetic stuff because I wanted to know why what I thought was right was right. I remember I would like I I used to go to a lot of like raves, mm. and I would come and and when they were on a Saturday night, if we got home in time, if we i.e. if we were home by ten a.m. on Sunday. <laughs> um, I would try to convince my friends who were with me to come to church afterwards. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, what was I doing all night, night before? And what was I maybe doing at church? And what was I, you know, like, because the, and I remember thinking like, it's the path of Christ. See, it's, it, I knew it was right, but it seemed like foolishness. Mm. Why would I want to build my life around that? Because my, my the category that I was just sifting everything through was is it fun at Mm. that point does it make me feel good Mm -hmm. you know and because that was the category through which i was looking at it seems to me that i was of a natural person because though i believed the path of christ to be the right one i didn't want to walk on it Mm. uh and and that's kind of like wisdom and folly and bit right what path are you walking on are you walking on the path of the wise or are you walking on the path of a fool and it, it goes right back to what you were saying about maturity. Are you willing to give up or change parts of your life? Yeah. You know, or submit to what God has to say because my Lord said so and I'm I'm going to trust it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like what's the thing what's the thing in you that gets you from that point mm-hmm. that brings that brings you to the other point. Right. You know, like what what's the deciding factor? It's not it's not cleverness, it's not it's not knowledge. It's 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 the spirit of God mm-hmm. that, that I, I was, th- and I, I even think of it, I think of it too, in terms of like love, right? Love for God and love for Christ. I was talking about how important that is, but like anyone can love the gift. Anyone can love the idea of heaven mm-hmm. or something, right? Um, or salvation, not, not, not being in trouble with God for my sin. Right. But what goes beyond what is it that 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 moves you beyond loving the gift and actually makes you love the giver mm, yeah i you yeah. know a passage is is coming to mind is is we love him because he loved us first yes i wonder if that we is, love him yeah that that's the piece of understanding the un, that you yeah do you liken the understanding here uh the, what is it, what's now not folly is that god loves you yeah right i wonder if that is a, a missing you know you can have a pass the theology exam, you can do whatever. But mm-hmm. if you don't understand that God loves you um, and therefore love him, you love him because yeah. of that, right? You're not going to go very far. Yep. Like I might, 
I, and I might even be able to say, I know God loves me, mm-hmm. but I'm going to follow my sin. Sure. You know, like that's yeah. how twisted the human heart is. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, 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 it's what changes. And I think a lot of people describe their quote unquote conversion that way, mm. right? That like, um, I'd heard it before, but, or, or maybe I hadn't, but when I heard the message of the gospel, I just found myself saying, this is right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just, all it is, is your eyes, scales just fell off your eyes, you know? Um, and it's difficult to put your finger on humanly speaking, Mm -hmm. what moved you from point A to point B because it was the spirit of God. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so how did the, how does knowledge about the Holy Spirit's work impact us as we share the gospel and minister to others? Yeah. Uh, what a great question. I, the more that I think about how it's, it's God's work, Mm -hmm. the less I fear messing up, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and knowing that we serve a God who prefers to use brokenness makes me all the more encouraged to say, I'm just going to do it. And if I mess up, more opportunity for God to work yes. <laughs> because that's that's apparently who God is. Like, yep. That's the character that we see through the Bible. And so since it's the Spirit's work, you kind of can't lose. Right? Yeah. I think Basil talked about this a couple of weeks ago. You can't lose when you share the gospel. Yeah, I, I think of it as like – like. Um, God, whatever it is that God has me to, has for me to do, all I have to do is show up. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's ca- kind of crazy, like because the like the things where you really see people get transformed, it's like it it's very evident watching that that it's not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like it it's just very clear. And in the cases, the more the more drastic, and the more big the change is, it's like I like like. Uh, yeah, I know what I did and I know what I said and I know that I helped and everything, but I did not cause that, <laughs> you know, uh, I've heard it said, uh, God wants your, God doesn't want your ability. He wants your availability. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, which is a little cheeky way to say that, but kind yeah. of, you know, I, I, I think it's huge, right? If you're just yeah. willing to show up, right. That's. And it, and it might also, I feel like it is important to say that it, it is also availability in honing your ability sometimes. Mm. Like, that's not to say, you know, I mean, it's not to say that, like, I mean, there's a reason why Paul, who knew what he did intellectually, mm-hmm. is used in the way that he used them. You right. know, like, God's not calling, I mean, maybe he did, but we don't we don't have historical evidence of it. But, like, he's not calling, like, somebody who, like, doesn't know the Bible at all to walk into right. synagogues and be like, mm-hmm. let's spend a couple days or weeks now right. with me talking about how the Christ is Jesus, you know? Yeah. Um, But, but nevertheless, but I, you know, yeah, there are, I think there's many times where we see God calling a very qualified person to use their gifts. Yeah. And then God using a very unqualified person to point to God's glory. I think both happen. Okay. Yeah. So all right, now I don't, I'm not trying to put myself in the seat of like a very quote unquote qualified person. So just disclaimer here, Uh but I remember a point where, so like, I remember when I was pastoring my last church, I was, I used to meet with this guy like every week. It was a young man and he was like in a band, like that was his thing. And they would just like tour and stuff. And he'd come home and he reached out to me and was like, I've got questions about God. Can we meet? And we would meet every week and he'd bring like, you know, how do we know this is true? And I'm like, what should, and I would just, and, and you know, he would leave being like, that was deep. That was, yes, like that was deep, you know? Mm-hmm. And every week I'd be like, dude, but dude, you know, you know, you, uh, you could spend your whole life just asking questions 
Like, like, but Jesus says, follow me. Are you going to, and then I remember like he went over his friend's house, this kid, this kid from town that I also knew who was kind of like a wild man. This kid was like, I don't know if I ever knew anyone who smoked more weed than this kid. (laughs) He's over this kid's house uh, sleeping there and they're like partying. And the kid's mom, who is like, you know, like, like a, a committed Christian, but also like not somebody that like, like I wouldn't want her writing the doctrinal statement, you know, like, um, uh, it's just there talking to him and he shows up to, to my next meeting and he's like, Oh yeah, I talked to, I talked to Sam's mom and, uh, He's like, I, I trusted Jesus. He's like, you know, I'd been meeting for him for like eight months, you know, and I was like, God, God was like, see how much your, your knowledge matters, you know, like, and that's just what he saw fit to use. Yeah. 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 Um, and which I think, and, but by the way, I think a lot of this actually, uh, what we're saying here now kind of, uh, dovetails nicely with this next question. Does the spirits work mean that we shouldn't work hard at sharing the gospel and ministering to others? Why or why not for your answer? Consider what Paul says later on in first Corinthians 15, nine through 10 and work hard, meaning like anything that can fall in that category, right? Everything from like studying and preparing to like, you know, um, you know, really like making the conscious effort to get out there and, and do it. But look what he says. So he said, this is where he's talking about like the people whom Jesus appeared to after he rose from the dead. Right. And he's talking about how he appeared to like the apostles and stuff. And in verses nine and 10, he says, um, uh, for I am the least of the apostles unworthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God, but the grace, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Think about those two things, right? Mm. I'm working harder than everyone. And and I don't think Paul would say, and I shouldn't have because it didn't matter. Yeah. Right. But in, in all my working, it wasn't even me working. It was the grace of God working in me. Mm. It's, mm-hmm. um, I call this, I, I, I've, I've illustrated this with like, um, scissors, right? Like you need the two blades working the two blades together, cut the paper. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of things in the Christian life that are like that. Like if it's just me working <laughs> and if it's just like, I'm depending, I'm waiting for God to work, but I'm not doing anything. You can't see, but neither d- of those is going to make it happen. You can't see, but Doug is wiggling his fingers. I'm wiggling. Independently. I made scissors motion <laughs> yeah. like this with, with, two fingers. with two index fingers. And then I was wiggling each one independently of each yes. other. Yeah. This is why we need to do video podcasts. Ooh. Video so cast. that people could see how messy this yeah, desk right. is. Yeah, like, yeah. Look at all Curtis's garbage here. I know. I know. Well, he's, he's really <laughs> made his home in your office. Yes. I, I thought about this a lot. Um, the more I, I've, and I could be wrong theologically. This is one of those areas where I could be wrong. Uh, and that's okay. But right now, as I understand it, um, the call in Genesis is to be partners with God. God, God is creating mm-hmm. partners. Yeah. Right? He gardens. And then he says, your turn. Go pa- garden. Partners in the sense of like, bring your kid to work day. Sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can help daddy make, uh, you know, do his work today. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> but sure. more than that, more yeah. than that. Right. Like that's, right. let's not diminish what God yeah. wants us to do. There's right? an invitation yeah. into the work. And if we think about it as just God doing the work or mm-hmm. just us doing the work, I think, God is intending to work alongside us yeah. or intending us to work alongside him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to do it either way. Cause yep. what he wants to accomplish, he's going to do, but we get this opportunity 
to partner with him. You can be part of it. You can be part of it. Yeah. Right. And you know, that, that at the, for me, that's freed me up to say, I'm going to, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be a good partner, mm. but it's not mine. Yeah. I am a partner. I'm not the owner. I'm not like the guy who started it. I'm a partner, but I'm, I'm going to do my part for it. Yep. And it's going to happen if I fail, if I mess up, if I drop out, it's still going to happen. Yeah. But I'm playing my part today. Yeah. And the playing your part too is part of your own spiritual growth. That's a big part of your own spiritual right. growth, you know? Yeah. It's for our joy that we get to partner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just like le leading a community group, you know, mm. it can be difficult at times, you know, I think it's it difficult requires... more often than not. <laughs> yeah. Probably difficult more often than not. Um, and, um, you know, God doesn't need you per se, but you show up for it and he works, mm -hmm. you do your thing and he works. And, in you saying yes, even when it's not easy, that is part of your own spiritual work and, mm. and, and your own spiritual growth. So like there's a sense in which, you know, those of us who do ministry need it. Mm. You know, we need to do this right. for the sake of our own walks with Christ. Yeah. You know, whatever ministry looks like to you, right? Yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah. Vocational. Whatever ministry looks like. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, there are folks, a lot of probably a lot of listeners right now who just spend so much of their weeks just ministering in, mm -hmm. in some ways that might might be unspoken or not not seen well. Yeah. And you need that, right? Yeah. That's a huge part of your walk. Yep. All right, last question here. What do verses 15 and 16 mean and how does this help you in your walk with Christ? Now back to chapter two, you're saying. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not in chapter 15. Right. All right. And those passages were, for the spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. Mm. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I think verse 15 can be a pretty tricky verse to understand. I think so. Yeah. I don't um, really understand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, out here, um, so note that, <clears throat> first of all, for who has understood the mind of the Lord is, um, I love it when you read Paul's letters and you can be like, I know that was one of your favorite verses, Paul. Because in uh, it's Romans 40, I'm sorry, it's 11, it, 11. It's Isaiah 40, 13, I think. And he says it at the end of Romans 11 as well, for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him or who has given a gift to him that he should be repaid, you know? So, so it's like, Isaiah's verse like that Paul quotes the, twice. It's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, he says it both in passages where he's kind of like, it's just like little decoration, mm, you know? Right. Um, so, um, uh, but yeah, so the spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. So I think the idea here is that, um, all right, if you have the mind of Christ, which the spirit has given you, he's made you mature. He's given you a way of seeing the world through gospel lenses, right? You're able to evaluate in that case, both the things that pertain to the spirit and natural things. Mm. I can look at everything and I can have an accurate view of them. Does, mm. It doesn't mean I'll never be wrong about anything, but you know what I mean? Like, so I could say like, I could say, oh, you're giving your life to missions, like, and see and understand why the spiritual person would do something so worldly foolish as that. Right. And I can evaluate it and see it through the eyes. And I can also look at somebody, oh, you're working really hard so that you could get leather seats dumb, you know, <laughs> like, um, or, or, you know, whatever. Whereas the natural person does, it can't see either thing, mm. right. The, the, they can't that. And so they're not 
and so they're no in no position to truly judge the spiritual person. Do you think judged is a good word here, um, or is it like is okay? It a so it's not it's not judge in the sense of um of judgmental, be judgmental towards things because because we we think that means condemn. Yeah, right? I mean yeah. the word is just crino, which can mean like can be very um, forensic. It can be very you know, courtroom. Mm. Um, but it can also just simply mean evaluate. Sure. Discern. Uh, maybe. Discern. Yeah. It would be a fine way to think of it. Mm. Like, yeah, just to see the facts of the matter and to render a verdict on it. Sure. To, to, to be able to make a call. To have an accurate opinion based yes. on, on what's happening. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And I think that's what he means. Like, it's not saying like, as Christians, we can now like be judgmental towards <laughs> yeah, everyone. Get your gavel in your head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But what does that last part then mean? But he himself is to be judged. Well, that's, by what, no that's what I'm saying that sure. like he, the, the natural pe- person looking in okay. can't, doesn't see those things. And so don't worry about what the person outside of the church thinks of you. So no, no one in, is not no one at all. It's no natural person. I think what, so. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's no one at all. Right. Because you know? we see that elsewhere, right? We're supposed to discern with one another. Yeah. Right? Christ yeah, yeah, calls yeah. us to do that. Yeah. 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 Christ calls us to make judgments on, on, right. on, on, on one another, uh, not condemnations uh, to again, judge things right. in the church. Yeah. To yeah. discern things in the yeah. church and things right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's how, how, yeah, that makes uh, a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad, glad to hear that because (laughs) (laughs) to me anyway. All right. All right. Yes. Um, (laughs) yeah, I'm, I'm discerning Paul's writing. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I think, well, yeah. And, but you're in the position to weigh it and to see that it is good. Mm. Whereas the natural person might read Paul's writing and be like, what an idiot this guy was. What a fool for, for valuing this with his life and, and giving himself to this. Um, and the way, so the way that this helps in the walk with Christ, I think, is to not be too concerned about what people who don't know the Lord think about me. You know, I have a real desire to impress this or that person, mm. but realize that it's ultimately not what they think about me that really matters. Yeah. Not to say that I shouldn't be like a good witness or, or you know, be concerned about like, am I, am I, um, you know, presenting the gospel or my gospel centered life in a way that is attractive, you know, that's, that's something to be considered. But, you know, um, like if, if I, if, if I have given stuff up for the sake of Christ and other people in my life think that that's a dumb idea, if they don't know the Lord, that shouldn't really matter to me that much. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, um, that's, that's super encouraging. You know, I think, uh, what was it, two weeks ago where Ryan Batesall said, like, he doubled down. This guy was like, oh, you really believe that garbage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, there was a real sense of security where Batesall's like, whatever, you know. Yeah. What? <laughs> you know, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I do believe this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is that. All right. Prayer time. Praise God for the work of the Spirit in opening your eyes to the things freely given to us by God. Pray that God would continue to build you, build in you the maturity to navigate this world with gospel-centered wisdom, and pray for someone you know whose eyes need to be opened by the Spirit to accept the things of God. Wonderful prayers. Wonderful prayers. Outstanding prayers. Outstanding. I would even say. <laughs> All <laughs> I'm right. Judging them. I'm gonna go get our seltzer Ooh, of the day. All right. I stopped at Target today on the way in to get it. 
Target is a mess in the morning. They do not like clean it up at night. (laughs) You would think that the night workers would be there. Like, (laughs) like go to Target at 8 a.m. It looks like it's a madhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go get our seltzer. Okay. All right. Um, well, I just got the seltzer and made a friend along the way. Not only did I bring back seltzer, but I brought back Curtis. That's right. I found (laughs) Thompson. Who who has been patiently waiting? Like we didn't tell him we were going to use the, the office. First. <laughs> Is it the first? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Bill Bill's your dad. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not a Bill Thompson. He's, he's the he's the third, I think, or fourth. So wow, I broke oh, the chain. My gosh. Yeah, I broke the chain. It's uh, not very unfleetwood Mac of you. You dr- you're you're opening up a ginger ale. What's wrong with you? We don't do ginger ales on this podcast. You know, I knew a guy named Johannes DeWall the ninth. Wow. The ninth. Ninth. Yeah. Wow. All right, okay. if you're not doing ginger ale, enjoy the podcast, boys. Oh, oh gosh, he's out of here. He's not going to sample with us. It's not even a Schweppes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was a very dark ginger ale. Yeah. Did you see yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. All right, so today we're we're going to be sampling uh, Waterloo orange vanilla. Now, we've done polar orange vanilla in here before, um, which uh, is one of our, our very own Steve Hawthorne's favorite seltzers. Mm. Um, this one, I've never had it by this brand before, um, but I picked this up last week and have really been enjoying it. This is my second Waterloo on the this podcast with you. Oh yeah. You didn't yeah. water. The, we did, was a, it was a bad one. It was yeah. like that cherry. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I know. I got to just say before I even taste this, yeah. I love orange vanilla stuff. It reminds me of creamsicle, oh, which yeah, to well, me, well, yeah, I mean, you know, from down the shore. Yep. Yeah. Like the, that, that cylindrical pop. I don't know. No, like, like the soft serve from, uh, was it Coors? Oh, okay. You know, oh, the, like a, nor- yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so good. Okay, okay. Yeah. I see that. Um, all right. So uh, get, give us a smell. I'd say like this smells exactly like the ice cream would. Yeah. You know, you know what? It smells like the ice cream mixed with sunscreen. Is that yeah. but like in a good way? Yeah, some, yeah. A lot of coconut seltzers are kind of sunscreenish. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, all right. So, let's give this a taste here. Oh, interesting. I cannot huh. believe that this does not have sugar in it. Really? Like, this tastes like candy. Hmm. You know what? I feel this is that's strange to me because this, mm. um, in terms of orange vanilla yeah. seltzers, I feel like this is the least sweet one that I've had. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe sweet's not the right... The flavor is right on. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It The flavor, I feel like, ends quick, and it turns right into some of that carbony bite, mm. which is not bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's... um, And the orange... The orange is kind of more like a candy orange. I see what you're saying, than yeah. Than, like, a, an orange orange. Right. Mm. Mm. I could see kids liking this a lot. You don't? I could see. <laughs> I, I would imagine my kids would like this a mm. lot. Not like I'm going to give any to them, but (laughs) it's all yours. (laughs) I wonder Um, what the natural, the vanilla, the vanilla is great. Like this is like, um, this is like French vanilla ice cream vanilla. Yeah. You know, it's got on the cover. It's got the vanilla. It's got the orange and the, you know, the vanilla sticks, which is exactly the vanilla that where does vanilla come from? I mean, it's a plant. Have you ever bought these vanilla things? The, like, I feel the like I've seen them. Pure, yeah, I mean, they're expensive, but mm-hmm. you get them in like a like a jar, and they're just these long brown things, and you right. cut them open and scrape the insides, the wow. seeds out. 
I'm not sure what a vanilla plant looks like though, but they're kind of like 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 a vine almost, like a really thin vine. I bet it's like a super mundane looking plant. And the first the first person who tried it was just like, like, oh my oh, gosh, dang. <laughs> yeah, yeah vanilla is gonna try this. Van- like yeah, actual vanilla is like yeah on point. So yeah. wow, very good. So I'd say like a good combo of candy orange and like straight up quality vanilla. Yeah, is what this tastes like. What I like about it is it's it's good flavors and it's not overpowering yeah like you're not drinking it feeling like you're drinking a soda it's not obscene and it it leaves you it doesn't stay in your mouth too long right and like it like after you swallow it and um but if there is an aftertaste it's a vanilla ish aftertaste it leans vanilla yeah it's like orange capital v vanilla like i'd be confident like like getting up in someone's face and like breathing on them in this, like that my <laughs> breath would sound, smell pleasant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This, this totally smell like tastes like summer to me. This mm. is just a very summery drink. Yeah. And yeah. If, it, like the kind where if it's winter and I'm depressed and I want to feel like I'm at the beach. I'll drink this thing, you know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, Big fan. All right, cool. So one out of five um, bubbles, what are you giving this? Four and a half. I was thinking the exact same thing. Oh, that's twice we're on the same page. Four and a half. So go out. I know they've got it in Target. Uh, (laughs) Waterloo orange vanilla. I would say I prefer this over polar orange vanilla. Oh, really? Yeah. In fact, Um, Steve's not here today. He's at that Axe 29 thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I would get, well, I'll leave one in the fridge for him. You ever had polars like a little seltzer line? Like they're like unicorn kisses or whatever? Are they for like kids? I don't know. Yeah. They're, They're they're wild. Yeah. I don't know if they're good, but they're wild. <laughs> I'm just curious. They're I'll have wild. to get some for you. Yeah. <laughs> they're not good, they're, they're, but they are wild. I have a friend who's, he's a, he's a bigger guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when he holds one of those little cans, it's a Seltzer Junior. Nice. It looks like Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I'm pretty a regular sure Franey's brought can. those in before, and right. I'm pretty sure they are like kids flavored. Well, I've had them. <laughs> uh, I like how you just say they're not, they're, are they good? They're wild. They're, yeah. That reminds me of this meme I saw of like, it was like uh, text messages and it's like Papa John's pizza. Your Papa John's pizza is hot and ready for you to pick up. And this person replies, is it good? And he says, it's, <laughs> it's hot, hot and ready. it's ready. <laughs> yeah. Right. Something, yeah. You know, sometimes you watch an older movie or even a newer movie and it yeah. doesn't just because it's not good doesn't mean you won't enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can enjoy I don't need it to be good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just need it to be but enjoyable. <laughs> yes. This is good though. This mm. is good stuff. You should pick it is, this up. It is. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Um, can't wait to be with you again next week. Keep doing what you do. Plowing on, plowing forward, plowing, plowing a counterculture. Ooh, good. All right. All right. See you later. Take care. Bye-bye.